You are listening to the Way of Consciousness Radio Network programming to help you explore and rediscover and remember your inner divinity. This is a production of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua. The Order of the Friends of Yeshua community was created to offer support to those who continually seek to embody the Christ message of love, forgiveness, compassion, oneness, and peace. OFJ is not interested in creating yet another worldly structure which could by its very nature set itself apart and seeks not to focus on the personhood of Yeshua Jesus, but to share in the divine realization that he came to share with us, which is that we are all created in the image and likeness of God, and that the kingdom of God is within. OFJ Community is an all-inclusive community of spiritual seekers. We offer dialogue and studies for deep inner spiritual development and seminary courses for ordained ministry. If you feel called to be a part of OFJ Community or to receive our monthly newsletter, please send an email to ofjcommunity at gmail.com. We'll be happy to send you information about membership in the various programs we offer. In these times of great change, OFJ Community's mission is to offer spiritual support friendship and direction to all now to our program this is the way of consciousness well good evening and welcome to the way of consciousness this tuesday november the 29th 2011 we're coming to you live at uh, 9 p.m eastern 8 p.m central uh, central time etc across the country here this evening on the Way of Consciousness Radio Network, and I'm Reverend Dr. Linda Marie Nelson, and I'm broadcasting live out of Nashville, Tennessee, where it has been rainy for the last three days and a little bit snowy and rainy um, last night and a little bit early this morning, but most of the snow went to the south of us, which I thought was interesting, kind of an interesting uh, uh, event to go south and snow in Mississippi and places like that. But we're fine. We're here in Nashville looking forward to talking about our topic today from the way of mastery, uh, the egoic consciousness. And I'm joined in conversation by my esteemed co-host and uh, mentor, uh, Lee Allen Peterson, out of the great state of Texas. Welcome, Lee, to the show. How are you? I'm doing great, Linda Marie. Thanks very much for uh, being on the show here with me. This is great. You know, we're, we're we're very we're very cold in Texas too. I believe we were uh, below 100 again today. <laughs> You're a character. We were like 34 to 36 degrees today. That's kind of chilly, but we're lucky. We missed all the uh, snow and uh, grateful for that. I'm sorry that Father Michael Sherbert can't be with us tonight. He's uh, uh, in Nebraska, apparently uh, having some difficulty there. <laughs> Probably well, snow yeah. related. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. And uh, yeah, ooh, brr. I think about our temperatures, but I wouldn't want to tra- trade them for, you know, teens and below zero in Nebraska. Thank you very much. <laughs> I yeah, I have to deal with Tennessee weather. 
Yeah, we don't even want to think about that in Texas. Yeah, really. Anyway, uh, well, I'm I'm looking forward to um, talking about uh, this this uh, topic this evening from the way of mastery, the birth of the egoic consciousness, and I just wanted to share with our listeners that we're we are uh, working our way uh, around the book, the way of mastery, and uh, we hold classes on Skype and. Um, and one-on-one courses for spiritual development. And if you're interested in any of those things, please just send us an email at osjcommunity at gmail.com. Our call-in number for the show is area code 347-237-5625. We welcome your calls and your questions and your comments as we all journey to expand our inner relationship with God, with divine love, and uh, and as we do so, we we can bring peace about on the outside of us in the world. So, um, uh, Bishop Lee, I, why don't you begin this evening's uh, conversation? Okay, I will. Thank you. <clears throat> I'm really excited about doing this particular lesson, The Birth of Egoic Consciousness, because in this lesson, we're going to find out who we truly are, what happened to us, and what we can do about it. Uh, and I feel right now such a strong urge towards this kind of material because I think people right now are really questioning and they're looking for answers and they're not finding the answers uh, in the traditional means by which they're looking. And the the reason for that is, I believe, that it is a time for us to awaken. It's time for us to be fully immersed in the truth. And and that's what this show is all about. Uh, We use the way of mastery because it is one of the clearest uh, presentations of this kind of material. So right now, to begin with, I just want us to sit back and relax and to take a deep breath in and out and just sort of release all the tensions and the worries of the day (sighs) and just come into a little bit of a centering place where we can engage our minds and engage our hearts, more importantly, in discussing this material, I, I know most of our listeners listen to the archived version of this show. And I really want to extend to you an invitation to email us uh, at ofjcommunity uh, at com and, and give us some endpoint. Just because you're listening to this uh, on an archived do- doesn't mean that we don't want to fully participate with you uh, as much as we can. So, But we can't do that uh, unless you email us and let us know what your questions are and what you're thinking. And we will respond. We eagerly await your emails. So with that, I'll go ahead and begin <clears throat> the birth of egoic consciousness. And in the very beginning, uh, this is Yeshua, Christ, speaking to us. And he tells us, you are spirit, 
you are that which has come forth as a ray of light from the mind of God, as a sunbeam to the sun. In that formless beginning, you are consciousness itself. You are intelligence itself. You are bliss. You are radiance. You are compassion. You are the potential for endless creativity. That very beginning seems quite simple, uh, and I think it's easily bypassed. But this is really the truth that we need to grasp and to understand. And this is life-changing, but more importantly, it's world-changing. If we can come to the realization of who we are, of who we truly are, as spirit, as formless, as consciousness, that we are intelligence itself. I mean, how many people how many people consider themselves to be spirit, consider themselves to be intelligence itself? You had an experience with one person uh what last week? Yes, yes, Lee. Um uh last week I went to um experience <clears throat> a healer uh, so to speak, although he doesn't consider himself a healer, per se. Uh, he's a Croatian man, and his name is Brazzo. It's spelled B-R-A-C-O, but the C in Croatian is a, more of a Z sound, so his name is Brazzo. And he travels around the world. He has now been coming to this country for about a year and a half. And... Um, I got to see him in the Washington, D.C. area last weekend and experience um, his, what he calls gazing. And basically what he believes is that he understands that he is, as this text says, a ray of light from the mind of God as a, uh, as a sunbeam as to the sun. And what I find really fascinating when I reread this, one of the symbols that he uses in his, uh, in his healing or in his, uh, in his work uh, is a symbol of a sun with rays coming out of it. Uh, it and it's a 13-pointed it's a sort of looking star. It's quite unusual. But he really sees it as beams of light coming from the center or the sun, the center of, of the creator. And uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting when I read this to remember that that's what he does. And what he basically believes is he really doesn't speak when he comes into the room. He's, pr- he's silent for about, oh, seven or eight minutes. And he stands there and he tries to look at every single person gathered in the room. And sometimes there are hundreds. And what he believes is there's no need for him to know anything about what challenges or what people are praying for. Uh, There's no need for him to physically touch anyone. Um, But that he knows that if he focuses on the compassion that he is created to be and the tremendous love that lies within him and um, that he can generate that, uh, radiance 
um, and compassion and tremendous love out into uh, the the people gathered. And while he's standing there, what he is doing actually is feeling tremendous compassion that, like the Christ felt for people, tremendous love, and the complete knowing that the presence of God, the Creator, divine love, the, the infinite mind of God, is within the heart. That spark, that, that ray, is within every single person with whom he stands before. And he has been... He said it first, he discovered it as a spark, and then he feels it has become a flame. He he has been in relationship with that and has been called out. He feels he's been called forth to go out into the world and to share um, this tremendous capacity for the love of God to throw, flow through him for whatever the greatest good of individuals there. And I can tell you from my own I've read a lot about this person for a while, and I wanted to experience it for myself, and I did. And all I can tell you is, from the center of my heart, there is such a knowingness there. It is a tremendously peaceful experience. I mean, you just sort of literally, physically downshift into a place of complete calm, uh, you know, just complete peace. Uh, people begin to weep. Um, it, there, there's something happening that is very difficult to put into words, Lee, uh, but it was a tremendously profound experience. I got to participate in four sessions over the course of that weekend with uh, hundreds of other people, and it was it was quite profound, and it has left me uh, contemplating this. It seems that each day I, I, I seem to get to a place of deeper inner awareness. It seems to be expanding, um, and uh, it's very difficult to put into words, but I feel a tremendous sense of inner peace, calm, and knowing that all is well, and, and just this idea of not paying so much attention to anymore to what's happening outside of myself, but giving my attention more and more to my relationship with, with with what's going on inside myself. So that was the gift I'd like to say that I received. And my husband was with me who, you know, is not a minister. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's spiritual in his own way. He's very much, uh, uh, you know, a person who enjoys the earth and, and connects on the out- with the outdoors. And we're very different, you know, in that way. But he, he said the same thing. He, he said it was undeniable. It was undeniable, the sense of tremendous calm and peace in the room. It was so deeply felt. And so um, I think more and more uh, we're being, is being revealed, the presence of God is, uh, is trying to reach us. And, and just like the many great teachers he sent, has sent, uh, Christ being for me you know, one of the most paramount, he hasn't, he hasn't stopped doing that. And we all have this potential within us, and that's what Brazzo believes. That's why there's no need to communicate what your particular challenge is. There's no need for him to touch you or even know, because he's not the person doing the work. He takes absolutely no credit and absolutely no money. I think it cost me $8 to be in a session, and really all of that money went to pay for the hotel and pay for the expenses, and um, 
and he's walking about in the world as we know it today, uh, pretty much um, silently communicating the love of God in a very unique way. And I am so grateful that I got a chance to experience that. Well, I think that that is so important for us right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, because what Brazzo is, we all are. Exactly. You see, and this is what happens when a person comes into what I would say a full realization of who they are. You see? I would absolutely I would agree. And and what is he doing with these people in silence? What's really going on? I think is that you're being introduced to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh it says in the Bible <clears throat> that we shall know ourselves even as we have been known. Uh, it, it states it more like uh, we will know ourselves as we are known. Uh, and that causes some confusion, but what it really means is that we'll finally come to the realization of who we are mm-hmm. and and who God has always known we are. We're the only ones who don't know it. And in a sense, we do know it. We've always known it. Uh, In a sense, it's called remembering who we truly are. I know, and And, that's why I love this chapter you've picked, because I think in, in teaching the people that I've been blessed to work with over the years, particularly lately, what I think is is a very that ego uh, enters into this. And that's a very challenging uh, uh, thing for many people to know how to balance. the. You know, is what I'm knowing my ego? You know what I mean? And so I I really think this topic is just so pertinent. Um, I know there's a lot of Christians out there particularly who think they have to suffer in order to earn the love of God. And um, I have finally come to understand that that's part of the ego, that that the love of God is freely given. Exactly. Well, it's just, you know, we feel we have to do something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, that we are just simply not good enough. Mm-hmm. And if we that's just it. get that notion out of our head... Uh, Then, then you know we'd be so much better off, and that's what this chapter is attempting. To do. So, in going on, he says, and this is a very bold statement: "You are God itself." Now, how many of us, when we hear that, cringe? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> exactly. No, 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 no. That's blasphemy. How can I be God itself? Well, it goes, now that is the first time that we have been quite so bold. It is the first time we have described you as that which is God. This can only mean that what you are in your essence, in your essential being, is God himself. Mm 
and this goes back to Genesis. And in Genesis it says that God took a lump of clay and breathed his very own essence, called the breath, into the nostrils of that lump of clay. And a human soul was born. That's when we came into existence. So <laughs> we are the breath of God. We are the breath of God. Therefore, we are God itself. We And our essential core of our being is God himself. And, and there's nothing blasphemous about it. That's what Christ came to show us. So it goes on. The very first level of creation is pure spirit. The very first level of creation is when that which we call God, or Abba, first began the indescribable, unexplainable mystery of birthing himself forth out of the eternal matrix of his being. You see, in the beginning, all that existed was God. And so how can God do anything but create out of God? The first level of creation, then, was pure spirit. A subtle, subtle movement in which a genuine, gentle sunbeam begins to emerge from the sun or a ray of light soundlessly begins to emanate from light itself. In pure spirit, you are unbounded. You are without form, but you are not without consciousness. You are not without self-awareness. In spirit, there is only self, not self and other. Not self apart from form, but simply self. Radiance, shimmering, unbounded, alone yet not lonely. Rather filled with self, filled with God, filled with love. Isn't this what you experienced when you came into... This is the experience you're talking about. Absolutely. That in this person's presence, he called forth... From being that pure presence to you, he called forth that very presence from within you. Absolutely. And and that's 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 what we're trying to achieve, individually and globally, because if we can come to that, then there's going to be no need for suffering or misery. And a lot of people will say, oh, well, that's utopia. No, that's exactly what Christ came to tell us. Mm-hmm. He said the kingdom of God is at hand, which means it's here now. And if we could just understand, and then we'd realize that by living the life we do live, we are the ones defiling the kingdom of God. <laughs> exactly. And so we need to stop defiling the kingdom of God and start believing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So right now, uh, uh, let, let's just go for a little bit further, and, and then I want to do a little meditation. Uh, 
Okay. So will you take it up from, sure. from there? Sure, thank you. So as pure spirit, then, we're unbounded and without form. But we are not without consciousness or self-awareness. In spirit, there is only self, not self and other, not self apart from form, but simply self with a capital S. Reliant and shimmering and unbounded and alone and not yet not lonely. So then it goes on to share that the first level of creation never changes, for it is as God itself, eternal. The sunbeam is as the sun, the ray of light as the light. A momentum, though, has begun, a momentum extending from the pure potentiality of all that is God. For love seeks only to extend itself. Extension is an activity. It is a movement. And for those to be extension, there must necessarily have been then created what you call space. But even at this level of creation, the space of which we speak is not quite what you would perceive in your mind as you think of that which contains the planets whirling around your sun. Rather, it is more like a mathematical concept. It was the idea of space in which extension could occur. And this, there were not planets or suns yet. There was not yet a single atom or molecule of matter. There was pure thought, pure love, pure being, beginning to entertain, and I emphasize entertain for a reason. The idea of pure space and pure extension, unlimited, unbounded, forever. There was pure spirit. That is what we all are now and forever. Spirit does not change. So there is that which in you, right here and right now, even as you listen to these words, even as you perceive yourself as a body sitting in a chair, and beyond all that you see with your physical eyes and all that you are aware as and within the body, beyond the activity of the surface level of the mind in which there is the firing of the neurons in the brain almost without ceasing so that the mind seems to never be without images or thoughts. Beyond all of that is spirit. And far beyond this planet and yet right where this planet abides and far beyond the universe and yet right where this universe abides, far beyond all dimensions, the infinite dimensions of creation, yet right where those infinite dimensions exist, spirit is. Here is found what uh, Christ often referred to as the real world. Here, peace abides eternally 
with perfect consistency and without interruption. Here is the living reality which has been reflected in the statement, I and my Father are one. I was reading that thinking about what I was experiencing, Lee, in Washington, and um, somehow that man has totally uh, connected to that understanding. Mm -hmm. And and that's why he can transcend uh, and just he's connected with the pure spirit of who he is, which is God, because God is the pure spirit that creates. And somehow he generates... Um, this um, this perfect, eternal, without interruption, peace. I, I think you know that's that's the same type of thing that that Jesus himself did when he when he was here. Uh, I think that's what would happen if you came into his presence. In uh, in in. I mean that's what happens uh in a sense on a smaller scale when we even in our uh egoic state come into his presence. Uh <coughs> excuse me, I think it's very important that we realize that how he does this is through silence. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give some big long speech. Nope. He's not rousing people to. He just comes in and becomes himself for them, allowing them to become themselves for him. Mm-hmm. And, excuse it's me. And pretty even remarkable. The, even the word he used was extension. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I doubt he's ever read the way of mastery. And and so you know what what is this idea of extension and the idea of extension in space and and space uh, what is space you, you know we have a concept that space is you know that in which the stars are right mm-hmm. but he's saying here that space is a mathematical principle mm-hmm. you see that that space is eternity. Space is infinite, uh, and space exists even where you and I exist, right? And spirit exactly. is space. You and see, you know, even quantum- all. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I, quantum- in, in response to that, I keep thinking about quantum physics, saying that our universe is constantly expanding. It, it keeps moving further and further, and you know, there's no end to it. Right, it's, it just it's, continues. We, we're, be, we're, you know, what 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 is expanding? Is the universe are expanding, or is our understanding and experience of the universe expanding? You know, exactly. That, that would be my question to quantum physics, and right. and I'm sure it is saying, well, both are, both is happening simultaneously. Right, we're recognizing the expansion as it is expanding, because does it really expand? You know, that's like. When, when you chop down a tree and there's no one to hear, is there still a sound? You know, that's the same type of question. Is it by observation 
that the, does the universe expand by observation, or is it just our understanding of the universe that's expanding? Exactly, and it's our understanding because, you know, this whole approach with mathematics, so calling it a mathematical concept or a scientific fact or a, a, a quantum idea, it's because we, our egoic mind, our intellectual mind, is trying so hard to understand and grasp what's really hard to, which is nearly impossible to completely fully grasp. Um, right, so we call it. That, that's why, when when ultimately faced with this. The egoic mind is the egoic mind is going to have to say, "Oops," <laughs> right? You know, which is what we're trying to do uh, through through this course and through our our teachings uh, teachings and meditation uh, to get people to experience themselves as pure consciousness. Absolutely. And, and what's difficult about that is that it's not flashy. He was talking about the subtlety of it. That's uh-huh. also the that's also the difficulty that we have in grasping it. We want it to be flashy, and it's simply not. <laughs> okay. So you in want other to words, I'm going to continue. Then uh, I'm going to continue through the creation of the soul, and then then I'm going to <clears throat> lead a short meditation. Okay. Uh, in other words, when consciousness transcends its perception of itself as being only conditional existence, being only the forms of existence, such as the body-mind, the particular sense of self as separate from all other selves, the blade of grass, the cloud in the sky, the rock upon the ground, when consciousness transcends this sense of itself, it abides not in a thinking relationship. Mm -hmm. It does not observe spirit as something else and then says, oh, that's what I am, grace. That's what I am, great. And and that's the difficult part, you see. Exactly. Exactly. It does not observe spirit as something else and then says, oh, that's what I am, great. And that's the experience we're constantly looking for. Exactly. You see? But it doesn't happen. Why does it happen? Because we are spirit. (laughs) Yep. Rather, there is a living sense in which consciousness as such, as the self, rests in the self and simply knows. For only knowledge is immediate and not mediated by any concept, form, or experience. In such a moment, it takes, and it takes only a moment, there is immediate awakening to the reality of the real world. And remember what he's talking about, the real world is this world of space. Mm-hmm. In some form... And notice I said in some form, consciousness then dances back into the extension of spirit, into the extension of reality, into creativity, into creation. In the human form, it can say, I and my father are one. 
There are many such statements within the human family that have been uttered to express that awakening, that reality. Mm-hmm. You see, be, why? Because in our sense of form, there is always going to be an I. Self-awareness. Right. You see, when we transcend the self-aware I, we enter into the true I, which appears to us as nothingness. You see? Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's everythingness. <laughs> contains everything. It, it absolutely contains everything and is the source of everything. Exactly. <clears throat> so, let, let's go ahead and continue with the creation of the soul. Okay. So, in this ceaseless movement from that which, from that which never moves, um, it's like a paradox here, isn't it? It is as exactly. The ray of, as the ray of light emerges from light divine unbounded, eternal, and and unobstructed, in the very desire to be creative and to extend creativity ceaselessly, and that is what creation is, spirit begins to condense or descend. Uh, Both of these terms are, are very spatial terms. Again, you know, we're using language that finds its source on your side of the fence, uh, in other words, uh, the side of the fence of phenomenal existence, not on the side of the fence of spirit, where language is hardly required. So spirit continues its dance as the one mind, God, entertains the extension of creation. And spirit begins to condense into something that has not yet ever occurred. The thought, and again, we are still operating at the level of pure thought, pure potentiality. There is not yet the deep darkness of the space of your universe or of any dimension whatsoever. It begins to condense into a thought of individuation. Uh, perhaps you've seen in, in, in television commercials and on TV when the milk is poured into the glass in slow motion. As the milk hits the glass, it begins to move back up the sides as the cup begins to fill. At the last moment, when the carton is tilted back and the pouring stopped, the motion that has been started creates the phenomenon of cir- a circular drop of milk which arises and for a very temporary moment, seems to become separated from the body of milk in the glass. It, em- it emerges, and in a split second, you who are watching the screen have the awareness of an individuated drop of milk that seems to exist completely independently of the body of milk itself. But then in the next moment, it drops back into the body of milk and you lose awareness of it as a separate thing, a separate drop of milk, but it is still milk. And from your perception, from your place of perception, it merely looked as though it had separated existence. 
So this is an analogy, of course, but I think it's a great analogy, Lee. Um, it is. Of, of course, the soul is not made of milk, but it's a great visual to try to grasp an, a really uncomprehendable concept when you really get right down to it. So, uh, But it does create a picture for you, and it helps us... Uh, you know, of what occurs when the body of spirit continues in its entertainment of creativity, out of which emerges what we have called soul, the first subtle inception of thought, of individuation, of that which is an individuated expression of the fullness of spirit, which is light, which is God. Why? All for the joy of extending creation that that one might be aware of itself in an endless variety of form. This is where it begins, the delight of creation. That is what we are. In pure soul, there is still only pure potentiality. There has not yet been what you would know as experience. There is, however, the first subtle awareness of the one self being aware of itself. Mm. That is so powerful. So what do we put here for, right? The delight. <laughs> the delight mm -hmm. of God, right? And knowing yeah. himself through us. That which you are seeking for is seeking you. <laughs> right. All for the joy of extending creation, that that the creator might be aware of itself in an endless variety of form. And I love the word individuation rather than individual. Right. We've we've coined this term individual, but that is really a term of separation. Right. We're not individual. We are an individuation. What's the of difference? The one. Yeah. Big difference. What, what, exactly. The the difference is, uh, and it, we believe, we have come to believe, that we exist apart from God. Right, that we're separate. And, and that we are not individuations of that one being. Hence the drop of milk to the glass of milk. Absolutely, absolutely. But it never was separated. Right. It was never anything just, other than milk. <laughs> exactly. It just appeared for a moment to separate. So we, we uh, as an individuation, appear separate for momentarily. We experience that, and that's what he's talking about. Experience hasn't yet taken place right. uh, in, in this part of the chapter. Right. But that is that is what that is what our experience is, and it's interesting to say that that he says when you when you watch it when you look at it when you see it from your perspective that's what we are. You see, we are a perspective. Mhm. Mm that, that's all. We are mm -hmm. uh, a, simply a perspective, a a point of view, or a point from which something can be viewed. That's which is really which is really what this is saying an endless variety of perceptions an endless variety of perceptions that's right and and 
and so we see that, and everything perceives differently. You mm-hmm. see, and so we think because we are perceiving differently that we are different. In, instead of, you know, it's like the three blind men that encounter an elephant. <laughs> exactly. And and that's that's exactly what we are. Mm-hmm. We are the blind people encountering the elephant. And we're each describing that part of the elephant, which from our perspective we see. <laughs> right? And exactly. we think that's it. That, and that's what mm-hmm. we call reality. Mm-hmm. So if uh, the blind man that's holding the tail thinks an elephant is long and skinny. And that's his reality. Mm-hmm. That's, exactly. that's what's real. And that's that's exactly like our reality. So let's just take yep. a moment and and let's try to ex- let's let's try a little experiment here. Pretend okay. you're a scientist, you know. <clears throat> and we're just going to do some breathing. And just feel ourselves becoming more and more relaxed. And this is with our eyes open. And now gently close your eyes and look out. And breathe deeply. In and out. And again. And just keep looking out. And breathing in and out. Become aware of your breath. In and out. And become aware again of that space of looking out through your eyes. Okay, now gently open your eyes. Now, I'm willing to bet that most people, when they closed their eyes initially and looked out and then took a deep breath, they were aware only of that breath they were taking and of that space they were looking out. Other thoughts, even though they were there, did not command your attention. What commanded your attention was that space. Now, everyone did something, even though I said, close your eyes and look out. And everyone saw something. You see? even though what they probably saw was black space. That was your introduction to yourself. (laughs) You see? Because what you saw, and you did see it, even though your eyes were closed, shows you that there is something within you that can see with eyes closed. 
No one thought it strange when I said, now with your eyes closed, look out. <laughs> and everyone saw something. Even though that something could be blackness, could be blue-black, could have some light. Uh, and as you went on, th th there may have had various images of light in that. But you are that which looked out. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's your individuation. And what you looked out at was yourself. And so when I said be conscious of that breath, and you were conscious of that one breath coming in, you were conscious of yourself as yourself in that very moment. So there was an experience of yourself viewing yourself. And that's exactly what we do. You see, and across this space come our thoughts. So we are we are that which is observing thought. We're not the thought. We're that which observes the thought. And we are also that upon which the thought resides, flows through. Eventually what happens is that when you continue this for a period of time, what happens is, is that you lose that sense of I'm looking out, and you become only that space. That is the pure spirit, and that which looks out as the pure spirit is the pure spirit within you looking at pure spirit. You are looking at yourself. But from the viewpoint that you are looking at it from, in other words, being aware of here I am sitting in this chair, looking out, that's the soul. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. that's, that's the individuation of the soul, which you would call your being. But your being is just an individuation of beingness, that black space that you were looking at. That black space, and when, you're, when you look out this way, you're really looking within. So you're seeing yourself, and don't think of yourself as darkness, because really it's light. Mm -hmm. you, if it wasn't light, you couldn't see it. <laughs> exactly. So that that's... And, and, we can be getting, uh, we can get more and more into this uh, in our meditation teachings. Um, but that is how we begin to realize who we are that we are the observer, we are experiencing life from a particular viewpoint, which is our particular viewpoint. Which is all. Of very uh, very important for us to realize because then once we lose the idea of our body-mind uh, encapsulation and become to realize our true nature as formlessness, then we can begin to see, as Brazzo saw, everybody there is an extension of himself, himself mm -hmm. being the love of God when we can start viewing everyone as being the love of God in form, then we can start uh, getting over our nationalistic uh, 
religious and whatever kind of prejudice we have that keeps us wanting to go to war with each other. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be a nice thing to overcome? And it's so, you know, it's so simple to, and it's such a simple idea, but it's very challenging because, uh, like we'll continue to talk about it again next week, you know, how the ego, the birth of that uh, so-called separation uh, that we think we experience is really uh, the ego part of ourselves that begins to filter things. And so, um, but yes, I, I uh, more and more I'm getting to know this about myself. And um, it's such a great um, privilege, Lee, to, uh, and you and I teach others, and uh, it's such a great gift to be able to help others to get to that place within themselves where they can begin to recognize themselves as love right that's the most important thing it really is and uh and really that's what our collective ministry in in uh our ofj community is really all about it's about you know leading people to this to the inner uh divinity of themselves, which is really everything is there, and um, it, you know, and um, really setting themselves free of any of those external uh, ideas that would hold them separate, whatever they are. That's right. Peeling away the layers of separation mm-hmm. that we have such placed upon ourselves. This text is, uh, there are many beautiful ones out there. This this one is very much like The Course in Miracles, but it takes this different approach. Um, it's, it's, it's less of an intellectual understanding, which was very, very important at the time it came out in the early 70s. Um, this work is it seems to be much more important in these times, although it's the same message. Um, it's just delivered in a way that helps us to begin to realize, you know, um, this internal part of ourselves and this, uh, that we think we're the drop of milk, but we're really never separate from the milk. Right, and And when um, we experience that, and by experience that, we mean feel that. When we feel it, when we know it, then our lives miraculously change, you know. It's like no matter what's going on out there, uh, no matter what's going on in my family, that center place is um, amazingly a refuge, and a, and a, I don't even know the right words to say. It's just like less and less disturbed. You know, I'm getting to the point where I'm, I'm, uh, you know, uh, like able the palm to. Like the se- eye of a storm. Exactly, the calm and the eye of the storm. It's going on around me, but I'm in the center. That, that's be, that's a perfect analogy. And I'm so grateful. And one of the things that occurred for me uh, when I went to D.C. DC to experience Brazzo is that became much more expanded within me. I, I sort of got it. You know, I don't even know if uh-huh. that's the right way to express it, that words, are, you know, really fail. But, uh, um and more and more I'm able to um, remember that I may look like the drop, but I'm really the spirit. 
that is not separate, not ever for a moment, even though it may look like, like I am. That's right. We're so, all one. We're ninety nine point ninety nine percent the same. Exactly. And one one hundredth of a percent different. But we take that one one hundredth of a percent <laughs> and make we it more important it. <laughs> than the ninety nine point ninety nine. I know. And really and we're and we're just now and a lot of this, Linda Marie, is, is what has happened, what has transpired from the 70s till now, are throughout all of creation to this particular moment. It's the evolution of human consciousness. And all these works that people have been reading and, and, and ideas that they're practicing all go into that evolutionary expansion of human consciousness. Everything you've gone through is absolutely necessary for you to have gone through to bring you to the point that you are right now. And that is true of all mankind. That is the evolution of consciousness. And don't worry about, did somebody get there before you? Because we all get there, and actually we all get there at the same time. We really do. It just looks... it just appears to look differently, but it Absolutely. really isn't. Well, this has been a, a great discussion, a great beginning of this whole topic. Thank you so much, Lee. It's uh, it's always such a blessing and a gift to be able to share this uh, with you here on our Way of Consciousness radio program. Again, I'd like to uh, remind our listeners that we're here each Tuesday um, Nine Eastern, etc., across the country here on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Way of Consciousness, and um, we invite you each week, and we uh, ask you to please, many, many, many of you, hundreds of you, listen to our show um, on demand, uh, the 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 pre-recorded uh, archived shows, and we are tremendously grateful. I mean, we we are really quite overwhelmed by the numbers of listeners that we have and we're so grateful that it's just an indication to the to us that you know you know that it's it's just an indication that we're we're where we need to be we're where we need to be we're giving the message that uh, you know we feel called to give in these times and uh, we're very very grateful to to all of you who listen the hundreds of you literally who listen to the shows and um and if you would consider um, taking it into your heart and just, you know, uh, we won't put sell your email to a, a list and we'll, you know, uh, but if you can give us any bit of feedback or comments or questions, we, we would be happy to uh, to answer whatever and, and to hear from you. So if you feel so uh, inclined, uh, we we would love to hear from you and simply send an email to, OSJcommunity at gmail.com and we thank you uh, very much. Uh, Lee, I hope you have a wonderful evening and a great rest of the week um, and um, and we'll be together again next uh, Tuesday evening and uh, and we send Father Michael Sherbet our love and regards and look forward to hopefully having him back on the show with us again uh, next, next week. week. Yes. 
Would you like to send a blessing out to everyone, uh, Lee? Yes. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and the love of his Son, Christ ourselves. And the peace of God be with you now and forever. Amen. Amen. We send you love. Until next time we meet. Thank you for listening to The Way of Consciousness here on the Way of Consciousness Radio Network. Programming to inspire you to live from the divine indwelling within you. This was a production of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua. The Order of the Friends of Yeshua community was created to offer support to those who continually seek to embody the Christ message of love, forgiveness, compassion, oneness, and peace. OFJ is not interested in creating yet another worldly structure, which could, by its very nature, set itself apart and seeks not to focus on the personhood of Yeshua, Jesus, but to share in the divine realization that he came to share with us, which is that we are all created in the image and likeness of God, and that the kingdom of heaven is within. OFJ Community is an all-inclusive fellowship of spiritual seekers. We offer dialogue and studies for deep inner spiritual development and seminary courses for ordained ministry. If you feel called to be part of OFJ Community, or to receive our monthly newsletter, please send an email to ofjcommunity at gmail.com. That's ofjcommunity at gmail.com. We'll be happy to send you information about membership and the various programs we offer. In these times of great change, OFJ Community's mission is to offer spiritual support, friendship, and direction to all. You can find us on the World Wide Web at ofjcommunity.org. OFJ 